0: Good morning, class. Good morning. <laughs> Hi, I'm Keith Moore. Welcome to Faith School. Faith School is the place where we come, we get our spirits fed and built up, and our faith grows. Did you know the scripture says your faith can grow exceedingly? And we learn how to, instead of being beat down or defeated, we learn how to be overcomers and we learn how to rise up and function in the place that the Lord has called us to. So uh, uh, turn off the other distractions and uh, set aside this time, if you would, please. We've saved you a seat right in the front. Come, sit down, get your Bible, uh, get something to take notes with, and let's believe to get real answers and, and have some real changes today. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we release faith asking for the anointing, asking for direction, asking for your help. Uh, You know everyone's situation and you know how we should deal with that today and going forward. And so we ask for your wisdom. We ask for your grace and for your help, Uh, eyes and ears that can understand and a heart to receive. And we purpose. Not to be forgetful hearers, but to be doers. And we give you the thanks and praise for the good things that happen in our life after that, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you would turn in the textbook today, again to our great uh, Hebrews chapter 11, that wonderful faith chapter, and we'll begin looking at Hebrews 11, verse 1. Hebrews 11.1 one says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, by faith, the elders obtained a good report. Verse 3, Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. This this third verse is an answer to so many of the mysteries, as people would say, of the universe. How did everything get here? How did we get here? How did our planet and our star and our solar system get here and everything else that's out there? How did it get here? Well, men have theories, but uh, as my father in the faith, Kenneth Hagin, used to say, uh, he said, do you know what a theory is? And we'd go, no. What's a theory? He'd say, a theory is a supposition based upon ignorance of the topic under discussion. (laughs) <laughs> a theory is, means you don't know. If you knew, it wouldn't be a theory. And so you need to watch about so many things that are printed in textbooks that are taught even in grade school and also in university. Don't miss that word theory. Theory. Theory means somebody had an idea. And they imagined that this is how it happened. But they got no proof. It hasn't been established. Or elsewise, it would no longer be a theory. Well, God's Word doesn't deal in theory. He states truth. And, of course, like we were saying yesterday, it's up to us whether we believe it or not. And that's a simple choice. But uh, I'm so glad, by His grace, that uh, he, He's enabled me to make the choice to believe. I'm a believer, and I'm happy about it. And if you think I'm delusional, leave me alone. I'm happy, <laughs> but I'm not delusional. The Scripture said, "The truth, you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free." Oh, thank God for the truth. We don't have to just uh, live in confusion. Wonder why? Wonder why am I here? I just, why is all this? And how did it come into being? If you choose to believe it, you can get your answer. You can get it settled. How did all this come into being? Read it again. Through faith, we understand. And there, there are at least a couple of things here. This happened through faith. But also, we are able to understand it through faith. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. There's another realm besides the material realm it's called spirit. God Himself is a spirit, angels are spirits. We are spirits. Now, we're in a physical body, but we're not a body. Uh, Our body would be similar to a glove that a hand fits inside. If you take that hand out of that glove, there's no life in that glove without the hand. And that's, James says, that the body without the spirit is dead. So, uh, we're spirits, but spirit... You can't see with the natural eye. But everything that is around us was created, out, not out of nothing, but out of spiritual substance. Now, go with me, if you would, to the book of Isaiah. And let's see something that is uh, mind-renewing. Isaiah 55, 11. Isaiah 55, 11. The Lord said this about his words. Isaiah 55:11 he says, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It, my word, shall not return unto me void, but it, my word, shall accomplish that which I please. And it, my word, shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. The Lord says that His words are effective. His words produce results. And uh, Romans 12 talks about not being conformed to this world, but being transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove What's the will of God? Well, the world, the ungodly world, only uses its words to express uh, thoughts, feelings. The world does not have a concept of using words to change things. People say, you know, "I, I feel this, and so they're trying to convey my feelings through my words, uh, I want you to know this, try to convey my thoughts. God doesn't speak just to communicate or to communicate only. When he speaks, he releases faith and power and spirit substance that alters what he's speaking to, that changes what he's speaking to. Read it again, Isaiah 55, 11. God says, this is what happens when words go out of his mouth. He said, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void. In another place, the word says, uh, in, in the Amplified actually it is, no word of God is void of power or incapable of being fulfilled. God doesn't speak any empty idle, vain words, Uh, and we we should be glad he doesn't because if he just got mad and said something (laughs) that he didn't mean, all of his words have power, it would have impact and effect, and we're created in his likeness and image, and he's told us to be imitators of him as dear children. But most people don't operate this way at all. Most people don't believe this. Most church-going people don't believe what we're talking about right now. How can you say that, Brother Keith? Because I hear people talk. If you believed that everything you said came to pass, you would change the way you talk. (laughs) But because people don't believe it, they say all manner of things. And you'll find that popular lingo is without exception, negative, negative. Negative. You know, the popular so-called cool talk is without exception, negative. You know, I heard somebody the other day talking about a car that had some, uh, some nice wheels and, and, and uh, tires on them, and this young guy said, that's sick. That's sick. Sick. Why couldn't it be healthy? That's healthy. That's sound. Why is it in everybody's mouth that's sick? Or, you know, back several years ago, it was popular if if something was uh, uh, really good uh, to say, that's bad. That's bad. Why call something that's you know, in so many ways, great, bad. Well, what is not realized by most of the occupants of the planet is that Satan is the god of this world. Second Corinthians 4.4 four says so. And he's influencing the inhabitants of this planet. And he's continually bringing thoughts and phrases to get us to speak death. And to speak defeat, and to speak confusion, and to speak failure. Have you noticed how many popular songs include the phrase, going out of my mind? (laughs) Going out of my mind, going crazy. I'm I'm crazy over this, I'm crazy over that, driving me crazy, driving me mad. There, There must be hundreds and hundreds of songs, popular songs, that have this idea, or, you know, if I lose you, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, and, and, and people think nothing of it. They think, oh, yeah, yeah, you're going to die, you know, right, yeah, me too, because people do not believe that God created all of this with His words, or that He created us in His image to function the same way, or that our words have an impact on our life. Now, it's not just everything you say comes to pass, but it's what you believe and say that really makes a difference in your life. And that's kind of a good thing because if all the bad junk we had said that we didn't believe came to pass, well, we wouldn't be here in the class today. But We need to learn. We need to grow up and quit using our words so loosely and start using them like God uses His words to change something. What did He say? My word that goes out of my mouth will not return to me void. God's, this is an amazing thing. From eternity past until the present day, and moving forward into eternity. Nothing God has ever said failed to effect what He wanted it to do. This is amazing. Everything He has ever said has come to pass. Glory to God. It's impossible for Him to lie. It's impossible for Him to fail. We're created in His likeness, in His image. We can begin to act like Him. He said, it'll accomplish that which I please. It will prosper in the thing whereunto I send it. I want you to say it out loud. Class, say, I'm a speaking spirit. I am a speaking spirit. My words can make a difference. My words can make a difference. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. we, We can choose what we put into our words. Words are containers. Of course, you got all the different languages, and if you don't understand a language, it matters not what kind of letters are linked together. You don't know what's meant by it. But language and words are not just literary things, words are containers, they're like a cup that you can put thought, which is spiritual, and spiritual, spiritual things like love, hate, joy, peace, faith, fear. You can put all of these things into the cup of a word. You, I could say, uh, you know, come on, let's, uh, let's get out of here. Or I can come and go, "Ah, hurry up, hurry up, come on, got to get out of here, got to get out of here. I could use exactly the same words, but one of them's got fear in them. Can you see that? And so you're not just hearing, uh, you know, G-E-T, O-U-T, O-F, H-E-R-E. You're not just hearing letters. Thoughts are coming into you and not just thoughts something else, the fear, or the peace, or the love, or the joy. You can take one word, hello, H-E-L-L-O, and you can put all, kind, all different kind of things, spiritual quantity, in that word. You can say, hello, you can go, hello, hello. You're putting different, not, it's not just the emphasis or the tone, there's a different spiritual quantity in it. You'll, you'll see a whole lot about this in the book of Proverbs. Many different truths revealed. Among them, it says, life and death is in the power of the tongue. And it talks about that some words can heal And some words are like an arrow that can pierce you and penetrate you. Well, we know that. We've been blessed by words. We've been hurt by words. Well, that's obvious then that words are more than just letters strung together. Uh, They're more, spoken words are more than just pressure through the sound, through the air, sound waves bouncing off our eardrum, spiritual Quantity is in words. It's whatever we put in them. Well, God (laughs) puts in His words creative power. He puts life in His words and light and wisdom. And He doesn't just say something like we might say off the top of His head without thinking. Never, never, ever. He conceives inside himself, not just what he wants to say, what he wants done, what he wants accomplished, what he wants changed. And then he speaks that. And it's not just information, it's empowerment, it's enablement, it's change, everything he says accomplishes what he pleases. Everything he says prospers and does exactly what he intended for it to do. The choice of his words. Can you say amen? Amen. In Matthew 12, he talks about this. It's, It's a bit of a sobering thought. Matthew 12, 35. But we need to be reminded of it and not be so loose with our lips. Are we still talking about faith? Oh, you better believe it. You can't talk about faith without talking about words. Because hearing words is how faith comes. And speaking words is one of the primary ways faith is released. In Matthew 12, 35, it says, A good man out of the good measure, good treasure, excuse me, treasure of the heart, brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. How does a a good person bring forth good things out of the treasure of the heart? Now, when the Bible says heart, Uh, It's not talking about the physical blood pump. It's talking about the core of our being. Like you would cut open a watermelon and say, there's the heart of the watermelon or a tree. And you'd say, that's the heart of that oak or that pine tree. What does that mean? The center, the core, the inside. And out of our inside, our spiritual insides, good or bad can be brought forth and brought out of us. And uh, how does that happen? Verse 36 tells us, it's the same way God does it. He said, but every idle word that men speak, they'll give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by your words, you'll be justified, and by your words, you'll be condemned. How do you bring things out? Obviously, the very next phrase, he's talking about your words. Our words is how we bring these things out. And he warns us about idle words. What's an idle word? An idle word is a non-working word, a non-productive word. There's a phrase I really don't care for that's popular now, and it's the phrase, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. What does that mean? I'm just saying. It means I'm talking, but it doesn't mean a thing. Don't pay any attention to it. I don't mean anything. That is the very description of idle words. You're talking, but you're not trying to accomplish anything with your words. The scripture says in Ephesians, it said, uh, don't let any corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but only that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearers. We, We really should be mindful of the impact our words have on people we're talking to. The enemy wants to use our words to hurt them to discourage them. And the way he does it is just by bringing thoughts across our mind. And if we just say everything that crosses our mind, we're going to be misusing our words. We're going to actually wind up in cases allowing the enemy to use our mouth to hurt people and hinder people. Just because a thought comes across your mind doesn't mean it needs to come out your mouth. It shouldn't be thought, mouth, (laughs) instant. There should be some assessment in between these two steps. Where did that thought come from? Is that a true thought or a lie? And if I say that to them, what kind of effect is that going to have on them? Is that going to discourage them? Is that going to bring up something? that they don't even need to be thinking about? Is that going to hurt their feelings? What's it going to do? And that's what Ephesians says, don't let any corrupt communication or corrupting communication come out of your mouth. Well, what, where would corrupting communication come from? That's from the enemy. He's trying to do something that is corruptive, that is death-dealing, that is weakening. You know, I've seen people that were just—they're having a good day. They were excited about something good that happened yesterday, and somebody come and tell them something else, and the color just go from their face, and just like that, they go from being excited and happy to being sad and depressed over what what they heard that person just tell them. So words matter, and words have an impact. And, effect. and that's why He says, uh, we'll have to give an account for every idle word. What does that mean? We weren't paying attention to what we were saying. And in some cases, the enemy brought thoughts and feelings to us, and we just spat them out, and we just said them. You know, it's, uh, this, if you read Proverbs, like we said earlier, you'll see that in Psalms and in Proverbs, Words are compared to arrows, arrows, that some words are like arrows. Well, or we might say today bullets, but uh, what if I came in here today and I had one of those big compound uh, bows, you know, which are (laughs) deadly weapons. And I had some uh, arrows and I came in and and I was mad when I got here and I just, uh, I'm not I'm not even looking at your thing. I'm, I'm mad and I'm saying some things and, I'm, and I, just, I just pull out my bow and, and I just start shooting. And I just, I'm not looking anywhere, but I just, I just start shooting and blow off some steam, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> and, uh, and then I look and you're there with an arrow stuck in your, you're bleeding and, 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 and he's got an arrow and she's got an arrow. And, and I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to shoot you. Yeah, but you're still shot. Whether I aimed for you or I didn't, whether I meant to shoot you or not, words are this way. Words are just this way. As long as I've got my hand on the string, I'm in control. I can decide not to shoot this arrow, right? Right? No harm, no damage. But the moment I turn loose of the string, that arrow's gone. And I might say, no, come back arrow, come back. (laughs) Too late. It's gone, it's going to find its mark wherever it's headed. Friends, words are just this way. Words, uh, thoughts that are not spoken and not released can die unborn and not hurt anybody. Something comes to my mind to say and the enemy brought a thought, but I pause and I check it against the word. I check it against the Holy Spirit inside me and think, no, that's not even true. I'm not going to say that. No, that that won't help them. That'll only hurt them. I'm not going to say that. Then I still got, can you see, I got my hand on the string. I'm still in control. So the scripture says, set a watch over the door of my mouth. Let's pray that right now. Oh Lord, Lord, Lord set, a set a watch over the door of my lips. Over the door of my lips. Alert me, Alert me. Lest, I the words, lest I say the wrong words, and show me how, show me how to, speak like you. to speak like you, words of life and healing life and, and blessing on others. Blessing on Praise God. Praise God. Well, that's it for today. We'll see you next time in Faith School.